When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Let's talk to Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general manager. He's been a busy, busy man. And Double A, thank you for joining us here once again on Dukes and Bell. First and foremost, Happy New Year to you and your family. Uh, we hope you and everybody is doing are doing great. Let's talk about the Chris Sale move. Um, I, I've gotten a lot of Braves fans hit me up saying, "Why would we do this?" Um, and I totally get it. But I want to hear from the general manager and your mindset behind going after Chris Sale and what you gave up to get him. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, man, you guys were talking Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons before you buzzed me in, and I was like, God, I could have just hung up and turned up the dial. <laughs> but I will say this, before we get into Braves, because yeah. I love it when you, when you guys go at it about this. I've been meaning to say this for a long time. I think now, in hindsight, my six years I've been here, Matt Ryan was one of the most underappreciated Atlanta Falcons of all time. Not that I've been an Atlanta guy for a long time, but go look at the game started, games played. I mean, that guy posted, it's available every day, and I think we appreciate how good he was, especially when you look at how good Kyle Pitts was the first year. But I know that's not why you have the because <laughs> I hear him get ripped all the time. Yeah. Right. And it always, I bang my head up against the wall, and I have people I work with that, you know, what, I'm like, man, this guy is borderline Hall of Famer. Right. But anyways, let's talk Braves. Chris Sale, <laughs> this deal is about Chris Sale. Um, I totally understand the love for Von Grissom, we love him too. And trust me, we tried to do a deal without him, uh, and it wasn't going to happen. And ultimately, look, we have the right to say no and just kick the can down the road, but ultimately we really wanted Chris Sale. So a few components to this. Yes, he's had a lot of injury stuff in, in the past, no doubt about it. The big one was the Tommy Johnny had a while ago. And since then, he's had a lot of freak injuries. Now, at some point, I understand you could say, well, they keep sapping and so on. Maybe he's an injury-prone guy. Prior to the Tommy John, this guy was a pretty durable guy that was able to post day in and day out. But he had some freak things, a bike accident, comebacker, hit his, his pimping key, came out. He has not had a bunch of arm-related problems. And look, he had an issue la- last year. We think that part of that is that he ramped up too fast and so on. And look, we're relying on our trainers and doctors, but... We view this very similar to when we got Charlie Morton in 21, coming off a four-and-a-half ERA, 4-7, I think, with the Rays, missed a month with a shoulder, pitched well in the playoffs. You know, Charlie Morton was our one starter in 21, one starter in the playoffs all the way through game one for World Series. He was incredible for us, and three years later, he's been really good and had no IL time for us. So they're not the same guy, but we think there's that kind of upside to him. And separately... Uh, we're big on character, makeup, and so on. It's a huge deal for us. What Chris Sale brings and who he is, 
that guy's hard to find. We think he'll make everybody around him better, whether that's Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Ian Anderson, Bryce Elder, the young kids that we have. You know, we have him for beyond the current year. Um, we have a club option for the following year. He wanted to be here. So, look, we're excited about him, but I completely understand the apprehension. Uh, you know, we'll find out, obviously, at the end of 24 if it worked out or not, but we're obviously betting on to come with him. It is our general manager for the Braves, Alex Anthopoulos, with us here on Dukes and Bell on the WaitForIt.com hotline. I guess because of the injuries uh, and the history you just referred to, Alex, we thought maybe you'd be in the mix for some of the bigger names that were out there earlier in the Hot Stove League. And I guess we'll never know because some of the asks may have been too rich. I know the White Sox were mentioned on a couple of trades earlier this year. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously I follow. I've, said, I've told you guys a million times, you know this, I'm a huge sports fan. So I, I follow generally what's going on in sports and um, – Look, there was a lot of rumors, and the only one I've acknowledged is the Aaron Nola one. But, mm. look, just to, to, to clarify that, um, we absolutely checked in on Aaron Nola, but you know, there was a lot of transparency on that side. That Look, his first choice and his priority, if the deal made sense, was to go back to Philadelphia. And if that didn't present itself for whatever reason, it, you know, they, they wouldn't come to terms financially, um, then you know, we were a very desirable place for him. But they were tra- – transparent from the get-go on that, that, look, our our first choice is to go back to the Phillies. He was there a long time. They're a great organization. He's had a lot of success there. Totally fine, made sense for us. So we understood that that played out. They ultimately signed him, and that was the end of it. Um, Other guys that have signed that we were linked to, I mean, we, Nola was really the only one that if he wasn't going to go back to the Phillies, then we would have engaged um, at that point in time, but it was clear that this is my priority, and I'm going to run that, that play out. So, you know, beyond that, in terms of trades, um, either tr- guys that have been traded or guys that are rumored to be traded and so on, we have had the players to do it. I think the hang-up for us is that it would be more than one player. It would be, okay. it would be m- multiple players for us. And I think that's the issue that we run into is, you know, we don't want to have to trade three, four players, ideally, especially three, four players we think have a chance to be really good. That doesn't... That that does not mean that we love uh, trading a guy like Vaughn at the same time, but it's one instead of three. You know, the equivalent of three Vaughn Grissoms or four. So, um, you know, th- that's pretty much it. So we definitely explored things. We I can't talk free agency, right? Um, but at the end of the day, we've explored all of it. But we felt this made the most sense for us, short and long term. And look, I, I get it. The, the beauty of these jobs, good and bad, is you guys get to save the tape. <laughs> and get to replay it six months from now, right. and um, we get to look and see who played well. And look, that's the hardest part of this job, right? Everybody knows if I made a mistake, if we made a mistake, um, and that's the tough part about it. You got to be able to show your face. Double A, can you talk about Jared Kelnick? Um, I really like this move as well. Uh, I, I'm a little biased because I like the, I, I like the stock market. I like playing yeah. the stock market. Okay, and and the the deal with Jared Kelnick for me is. You're getting him at a low price, but man, this stock could go high. And talk talk to our listeners and, and Braves fans about what you think about this this move, and specifically how you think he's going to help us. Yeah, so look, obviously he's a really talented guy. There's a reason he was a high prospect and involved in a high profile trade. That being said, is you know, he's had you know a start stop to his career. He's had good moments, and obviously he's had some down moments. So um, we're betting on the upside there. Look, it was. I think it was reflected in the acquisition cost 
And we obviously we added a lot of salary in order to do it. But you know, from our standpoint, is we have a 24-year-old guy, a left-handed bat, more specifically. We've had a hard time finding left-handed bats in the outfield, um, whether that's trading for Robbie Grossman a few years ago, Eddie Rosario, Jock Peterson, you know, signing free agent outfielders and so on. It's just been a tough spot for us to fill. And this is a guy that we have for at least five years of club control, who's young, who's got upside, who's shown the ability to be very good, to be an average to above-average defensive player, big raw power. He's got some swing and miss to his game. But he's not coming in here expecting to be a key cog in the lineup. And I don't want to speak for Snit, uh, but my expectation would, would be that, you know, probably somewhere between seven and nine in the lineup. You know, you look at, we had guys like Mike Harris hit ninth for a long time. Dansby Swanson for years hit ninth for a long time. Um, could Kelnick hit nine? Could he seven? I think some, some combination of Harris, Arcia, Kelnick, my guess is be somewhere in that mix. And it'll probably work something like that. And then you got Acuna right, right behind you. So, I think if you can come in here and not have the weight of the world on your shoulders, you're not expected to carry the load. You bring balance, stability. Um, and, you know, our oldest outfielder now is Ronald Acuna Jr. Wow. And having that balanced outfield now with Acuna, Harris, Kelnick, who right now projects to be bottom of the lineup guy for us, that just go out and do your thing, play good defense for you. And now we have the upside for the next five years to have him at least. And maybe being around some of our coaches and some of our great players will get more out of him. But he doesn't need to do a ton offensively to be a valuable player for us when you, when you factor all of it in, in terms of acquisition costs and so on. But the upside is really big. It is Alex Anthopoulos with this guy's Braves GM giving us the breakdown. And, uh, by the way, we haven't had a chance to debrief. Uh, picking up Aaron Bummer, getting a left-hander for the bullpen. Matzik may be coming back. So you're feeling good about the back end of what you got pitching-wise. Yeah, I mean, hey, I know I'm on the, the left-handed thing, so um, we tried really hard to get Aaron Bummer at the trade deadline. I mean, we kept going at it and at it and at it, and we just couldn't get there. We were trying. I thought there were moments that we had a shot, but we really wanted left-handed relief. Once we, it looked like Dylan Lee may not be available or there was going to be concerns and so on, we knew we had A.J. Minter at that point, and this is a guy that led the NL in appearances, I believe, in 22 he was on pace in 23 to be used a ton as well. And that's not a criticism. He's just such a, v- a valuable guy and because of being able to pitch from the left side. And we were thin. In years past, you had Tyler Matzik, Will Smith, A.J. Minter. We had a lot of guys. And then Dylan Lee. We had a lot of guys from the left side. There's an old scouting saying is, you only have one left hand in the bullpen, it's like you have none because you're probably going to kill him. <laughs> and I think ultimately what happened wa- was that we just didn't have that depth. So, you know, we ultimately acquired Brad, Brad Hand, but we were looking to get some other guys. So getting a guy like Aaron Bummer, again, great guy, great teammate, club control. We do think DRA is inflated, very similar to Pierce Johnson. We think there's some bad luck there. There's some things we can do with his game calling and so on. that we think he's much closer to the guy he was in 2022. And uh, you add him now with Tyler Matzik coming back, Dylan Lee coming back. A.J. Minter here, and then we added a left-hander from San Diego with an out-pitch curveball and a really you know, big velocity on the, on the fastball as well, Ray, Ray Kerr. Um, we're just becoming much more deep from the left side, which we think is very important. And if you look back to that 2021 night shift, three of the four guys were left-handed. And I think in the playoffs, it's a big deal. It matters the same way as having balance in the lineup with you know, balance of left-right we think is very important as well.
Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general manager. I know you guys do all these breakdowns, right? Baseball is about analytics somewhat. Um, And I know that you've looked back at the postseason. The last two seasons, is there a rhyme or reason to why you feel like the bats went cold? Is there anything that you guys have come up with that, you know, rest, don't rest, play guys at the end of the season, all that stuff that we talk about, Alex, does any of that matter? You know what? I'd love to tell you this is it, and I'd be lying, right, if I said I had the answer, because we can craft our own narratives, and then I'll find a way to, 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 to debunk it with different things. So, you know, take, for example, you know, it's easy to point to 21 because we, we won, right? But Jorge Soler, World Series MVP. Well, no one remembers, and it's not a criticism because he won the MVP, rightfully so. We don't win without him. He went one for 11 in the Brewers series before he came down with COVID. And Eddie Rosario hit 600 or whatever it was in the Dodgers series. And I think his OPS was in the sixes in the World Series. So Jock Peterson had the monster three pinch hit home runs for us early on, and then he didn't play as well. So it's just hard in a postseason series. Matt Olsen had a great 2022 playoff against the Phillies. Now as a team with four extra base hits. Ronald Acuna in the past has been a good playoff performer we didn't do as well so Travis Darnot was great in 2022 so you know to me for years people said well Freddie Freeman didn't have success in the postseason the year we won the World Series I think he had a 900 or a thousand OPS with Monster uh he, he came through for us with Hater and the, all the way through the playoffs and even you know the year prior to that against the Reds he had a big hit I think off Amir Garrett to win win, win the game four so the sample sizes are just so small that we try to put labels on guys. Did you pitch well? Did you throw? Did you hit well? I mean, it varies series to series. And it's that much harder if you only have a four-game series. And had we advanced, obviously maybe things change. Guys get hot in the next round. But just like I mentioned, some of these great players, like the Rosarios and Solers and Petersons, they had good series, but they didn't carry over consistently for three series in a row. They all had their moments. I know it's kind of an abstract question. Do you need like a veteran in the, in the clubhouse? Another dude? You know, I mean, I've heard that. And I know at the end of the day, I heard, you know, you need a little energy, fire. We need some of those, the guys that were there in the past. And I, and I completely get it. We didn't win. We had a 104 win team, 101 win team the year before. Why are we losing in the first round of the playoffs? Right. No one's just going to accept it, and I don't blame anybody, right? So we want answers, right? Got to be something. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. no one's willing to just accept the fact that it happened, and and I get it. So I think anything's on the on the, the table. I personally don't buy into that one, mm-hmm. just because we have high character guys, great guys, guys that have been through adversity, that have been through a lot of stuff. When you look at last year, what we did to win the division, be be the one seed. We hadn't won a series against L.A. since 2012. We go into a huge four-game series in L.A. It's basically a fight for what's going to be home field advantage throughout the playoffs. We win three out of four, and we hadn't won a series there in that, that long. We go play the Phillies in September at their place. Four-game series again. Important series for us, and we win three out of four. So, Plus, overcoming adversity, injuries, and so on, guys coming through. So, Look, a great example. I thought Strider threw great in both games. We lost both games. Freed, who I think is phenomenal, and again, we don't win the World Series without what he does in game six. You know, didn't have a great game in game two, and we won that game, right? So it's just one of those things that 
and, and I hate, and I don't want anyone, you know, throwing their radio through through the wall or banging <laughs> their heads up against the wall, but right. I do believe that your best chance is you have to make sure you get in. And that doesn't mean that we're satisfied just getting in, we're good. Of course we don't want to get eliminated. I don't want to be on the radio talking to you guys trying to explain <laughs> why we got bounced, you know, but um, we got to get in. And I think the one year I – I spoke focused so much on the postseason rather than being able to get there. We almost didn't make it, and that was 2021. We started building the roster like it was assumed we would get there, and it was all about playoff baseball. So I think you have to be careful overall. But bottom line is, do you have a team that you think is deep enough and capable and talented enough of winning a World Series? Yeah, as we sit here today, yes. Things will change a lot between now and middle of the season, end of the season, injuries, performance. But I think that's all you can ask. And then at that point, look, we, we've seen it. It's not like the team that wins the most games during the season always wins the World Series. Yeah. It has occurred. But once you're in, anything can happen. Guys need to play well. Guys need to get hot. And you also got to give credit to the other side. They also made the playoffs as well. Uh, it's Alex Anthopoulos. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, general managers in baseball. I've said it publicly. I've said it privately. Uh, and you're continuing to build uh, a championship-caliber team that can run out there and hopefully get us back.